Wave goodbye to your planning challenges. Say hello to Intelligent Planning. Board is the global leader in intelligent planning, helping enterprises achieve a better way to plan smarter for a better and easy way to gain actionable insights and better outcomes. With more than 2,000 companies worldwide using Board, the technology designed for FP&A and the Office of Finance allows leading enterprises to discover crucial business insights, which drive optimal decision-making and unify strategy, finance, and operations to achieve full control of performance. So plan smarter, drive outcomes, lead transformation with Board. This is Shivani Samaya, and welcome back to the Financial Executives Podcast. For the state of California, having oversight over the state's water supply is of utmost concern, especially on the back of recent climate-related events. On this episode of the Financial Executives Podcast, we sit down with PPIC Water Policy Center's Research Fellow, Andrew Ires, to learn about water accounting what it is and how the accounting model can be applied outside of climate-related risks. Andrew, there have been stories over the last several years around California's changing weather and the state's access to water. How would you describe the current situation heading into the summer of 2023? Well, I think over, over the longer term, in the past few years and even a decade or two, um, we're really starting to see the increasing intensity of droughts in California. So not only is are we getting less snowpack, um, getting less precipitation, the periods of drought are lasting longer, and they're also hotter. Um, so when we do use water, for example, in irrigating agricultural fields, more water actually gets consumptively used from those fields. This is all creating challenges for water management. But this year in particular, where we're at right now, has sort of flipped the script on us. Um, there's been record levels of precipitation and snowpack in some areas of the state. And at the current moment, we're more worried about flooding than we are about water scarcity in the near term. So heading into the summer of 2023, I think right now, top of mind is thinking about flooding, but also thinking about how do we manage some of this excess water, get it stored both in surface reservoirs and in groundwater aquifers to make things easier when the next drought does inevitably roll around. In the past, Public Policy Institute of California has advocated for the concept of water accounting. Can you describe the concept and how you think it could address some of the water crisis issues that you just referenced? Well, water accounting writ large is is really about understanding how much water there is, uh, who has claims to that water, so who's using it and who can use it. and. Uh, thinking about tracking what does actually eventually get used. Um, so we, we have water accounting systems set up at the state level and regional levels and even local levels all throughout the state. Broadly speaking, we have water accounting systems set up in most places for surface water. Um, so to be able to track how much surface water is coming into our creeks and streams and rivers and lakes, where that's going and who's using it. 
this is not so much the case for groundwater, though, when we think about water that's stored in subterranean aquifers and that people can access using wells. Um, in many places in California, there are no strong accounting systems for that to understand how much there is, who's abstracting, and how much they're using. Um, there are exceptions, though, on the groundwater side, and those would be in, in some groundwater basins throughout the state. There have been court processes to adjudicate rights to groundwater um, that delineate how much folks are able to extract and how much they're able to use, usually on an annual basis. And in some cases, this is leading to sort of relatively novel groundwater banking efforts where someone might be able to take some of their surface water that already exists under, a, you know, that is already managed under a certain accounting system, put it underground into a groundwater aquifer, have it tracked volumetrically, they get a credit, and then later on they can extract it. So that's that's sort of the frontier in terms of what we're doing on the groundwater accounting side. Um, and because there are multiple systems, some of these systems are more accurate or more stringent or pay more attention to details than others. In some cases, this is an accounting issue. In other cases, it's just a measurement issue. Um, for example, there are multiple ways to measure how much groundwater someone is taking and using. Um, and really what this is important for is not only keeping track of where the water is, but also en enabling things like water trading and banking, which are going to be key for adapting to climate change moving forward. What are the most direct parallels between accounting for water versus financial accounting? Where do you think the similarities are the utmost tenuous? So, Starting with the stronger parallels, I think at a high level, really, uh, the systems can be designed to be quite, quite analogous in the sense that this is really thinking about inputs and outputs and tracking where the inputs are going to become outputs. Um, so thinking about supplies being snowpack and precipitation and to some extent groundwater available, and then the liabilities being water rights and other sorts of claims on those resources. Uh, to think about a, a, another specific example where I think there's an interesting analogy is that of inflation and evaporative demand. So as I mentioned earlier, things are getting hotter. Um, when droughts come about, they're more likely to be really hot droughts. This means that there's greater evaporative demand from the landscape. So what that means is, say I'm a farmer and I used to apply for three or four acre feet of water to my fields in order to irrigate my crops under a hotter future, I might have to apply more. So even though our supplies with the same amount of supply, you're getting basically less effective irrigation out of that amount of water. So in a sense, this increasingly hot climate has been said to be inflating away some of our water resources and that we actually have to use more water to get the same amount of irrigation potential out of it. Now thinking where these links may be a little bit more tenuous or weak, one is simply in the, the extent of institutional diversity and fragmentation that we have in managing water. Um, oftentimes, Groundwater basins are unmanaged or where they are managed, they're just managed by themselves as one unit, even though they may be connected 
to other groundwater basins or other surface water catchments by water management infrastructure like aqueducts or other conveyance uh, conveyance infrastructure. So it's possible that in groundwater basins and in some catchments, people actually measure and in some cases also account for water use differently. Um, so in, in one groundwater basin, for example, you might have folks measuring uh, withdrawals that people are taking out of their wells. In another, just next door, you may have folks measuring groundwater use according to evapotranspiration estimates produced using satellite data. These are different measurement systems and they also lend themselves to different accounting systems. And part of that is related to another, another sense in which the relationship or the analogy is a little bit tenuous. And that is in water, oftentimes we measure water use in terms of withdrawals. So how much water I take out of a groundwater aquifer or how much I divert out of a stream. But in reality, what's getting used is not what's being withdrawn. It's typically less than that. And that is sort of the consumptive use that, for example, in an agricultural setting might be the amount of water that's actually taken up by a plant and evapotranspired or otherwise lost to evaporation. So what this means is that even though I withdraw a certain amount of water, somebody else's claim to the resource depends on some of that water that I've withdrawn, namely the portion that I'm not using consumptively. This can present measurement issues and accounting issues that are resolved in different ways in different places um, and in some ways makes this quite a bit different from from financial accounting you mentioned that it might be a little different to financial accounting but you do mention some financial models that are used. Do you see any companies, governments, or other entities applying a similar framework? If so, how far advanced are these methods? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, I mean, we, we, we account for water in, in various ways locally and regionally, and then there is, there is a water accounting system that, that the state uses to manage surface water as well. Um, so just some examples, I mean, utilities, public public water supply utilities account for all of the water that comes into their system and where it goes. Um, water masters are typically specialized third-party entities that might manage groundwater, manage the, the accounting of groundwater within a groundwater basin. Um, so for example, in, in some of the adjudicated basins I alluded to earlier, there's typically a water master who will be in charge of tracking extractions and tracking recharge, and then trying to understand how that all balances out. Um, so one, one example of this is in the Mojave groundwater area, which is just Northeast of uh, the LA basin. And the Mojave water district acts as the water master for that groundwater basin, tracking how much water is recharging the basin, tracking how much comes in through the state water project as imported surface water, and then also tracking how much water people are extracting from the groundwater basin with the intention and the goal of balancing those imports, recharge, and withdrawals in order to maintain the health of the basin. Um, and this is especially important and has proved especially important in the past where different catchments or different basins uh, are receiving imported water from elsewhere in the state. So I'm thinking about especially the state water project. When water is imported over long distances, that's typically very expensive to do. There's a lot of investment in conveyance infrastructure, 
pumping capacity, things of that nature. And those who are paying to import that water want to be sure that when they do import that water, they know how much they're importing, how much they have a claim to, and where it goes in the basin so that they can retain their claims to it. This is a major motivation for, for the advancement of some uh, water accounting methods, uh, especially in Southern California. Um, in terms of methods, uh, these are becoming increasingly advanced uh, very quickly, actually. So 20 years ago, uh, it was very difficult to actually understand how much water someone may have been using consumptively on their field in an agricultural setting. Uh, and it's still not easy, but over the 20 years, uh, we've developed new techniques for using satellite imagery and other climatological information and data to come up with models that can actually quite accurately estimate on any given field uh, in California and, and, and elsewhere as well, how much water was consumptively used by crops um, on that field in any given time period. And, you know, basically the major platform for disseminating this information right now is becoming uh, a website or, a, or an effort called OpenET, which I encourage folks to go look at. You can use OpenET to track evapotranspiration of water on cropland across all of the Western United States from 2017 onward. This is really, I think, a part of the future of the technology of water measurement, and it's going to be it, it already is being incorporated into new water accounting platforms and will likely be continued, uh, continue to be incorporated there for some time. Financial accounting is built around a set of standards and public-private rules and oversight. How does water accounting solve this issue? That's a great question. Um, so as I kind of mentioned earlier, wa uh, water accounting practices can vary from basin to basin. So they can vary locally and regionally in some cases. Um, at the state level, there are there are standards for how, for example, surface water diverters are, are meant to be measuring um, how much water they're actually taking from a water course. Um, so this is all managed through through the State Water Resources Control Board. You know, even 10 or 15 years ago, there were not standards for, for how this water, uh, these water uh, withdrawals were measured. And increasingly, I think there's continuing need to develop those standards a little bit more um, so that we can have more certainty and that water rights holders can have more clarity and certainty around what exactly it is that they're entitled to. Um, looking at groundwater, again, as I mentioned earlier, there, there are few standards in the sense of, in practice, what actually gets adopted. In some cases, folks are allowed to report how much they extract from a well to a, a centralized regulator without actually measuring it using a meter. In some cases, meters are installed on wells that telemetrically report to a centralized regulator as often as every 15 minutes. In other cases, well water abstraction is not measured at the well site, but instead, as, as I alluded to before, satellite and climatological information is used to estimate how much water was used on cropland. And so there is quite a bit of diversity in terms of how these things are measured. And accordingly, when they're measured differently, sometimes they uh, are incorporated into accounting uh, uh, 
systems differently. So, you know, if you're in the example of the well water extractions, if you're extracting from a well and using a meter, you're measuring withdrawals. So in order to understand how much water you consumptively used, there needs to be some additional work done on the back end to sort of suss that out or subtract out the actual consumptive use from the water withdrawal. Whereas if you're using an ET-based measure, you don't have to worry about that because the ET is the consumptive use. Um, so there's quite a bit of diversity, uh, especially across localities and regions within California and more broadly uh, throughout the West. Sometimes this is due to, you know, greater stringency is driven by greater scarcity of water, but I think in many cases, there's still plenty of room for improvement. Finally, do you anticipate a greater number of stakeholders taking up the mantle of water accounting? Where do you see the biggest possibilities and perhaps what are the biggest opportunities here? Yes, definitely. Um, so in the past, you know, focusing on groundwater for now, uh, in the past, the adoption of, of accounting systems at all and the improvement of accounting systems over time has been driven in large part by scarcity, sort of the recognition that the claims on the system or the liabilities in terms of people pumping exceed the recharge rates of these aquifers and water tables have been drawn down for decades. In some cases, folks acted to create an accounting system to allocate rights. More recently, in 2014, the state of California passed the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. This, alongside the scarcity in many of these basins that remain unmanaged today, is going to drive the adoption of accounting systems. Um, this is going to be really important, not only for helping to promote sustainable and efficient groundwater use in these basins, but also for creating an, an accounting system that's going to allow for groundwater banking. So the reintroduction or the introduction of surface water recharge into the groundwater aquifer that can later be extracted uh, for use during droughts. This is a huge issue, even just right now in the summer of 2023, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, excitement around the ability to potentially capture some of these excess flows that we're, we're likely to see. We are seeing now and will continue to see over the next few months derived from this record snowpack. Um, recharging that water could be great for our ability to sort of weather the next drought when we need to pump a little bit more from our aquifers and we wish there were a little bit more in there. Uh, moving forward, that recharge is going to become more reliable and more efficient when better accounting systems are developed that allow folks who do do the recharge to know that they'll have a credit uh, that they can they can rely on and potentially trade when the next drought comes along. Um, and there's increasingly also it's it's clear that there's a need to further clarify surface water claims in the state of California as well. Those claims are known, we know who has the claims, but in many cases, there's still lingering uncertainty and potentially some dispute about the exact volume of those claims, how much water they would be allowed to take, under what conditions, um, and so there's a need to clarify some of that as well. So, uh, you know, the accounting is already there for surface water, but it uh, could stand to be improved uh, quite a bit.